Hi, this is Evan, and you're listening to Damsels in Detroit on Podcast Detroit. Hey, y'all. So we're on episode eight of Damsels in Detroit. And again, like I said last week, literally flying past. We're almost at episode 10. I feel like we should do like something cool for that, but we'll see. Um, so today I'm sitting here with Candace Griffin. She is an interior designer based out of Detroit. And as you guys know, going to read you a little bit about her before we get into our questions. So Candace Griffin is the principal designer and founder of Candace Mary Interiors. Candace has always had a talent for creating inviting and unique spaces. She took a chance on her passion when she moved from Michigan to Chicago to pursue her love for decorating and home staging, and then later went on to work for one of the top staging and design firms in San Francisco. Although Candace loved California, she knew Detroit was the city that she wanted to leave her mark in. Candace believes that interior design is more about the aesthetic and is more I'm sorry. <laughs> Candace believes that interior design is more than just the aesthetic. It's about the feeling you get when connecting with the home that you love. Her ability to mix timeless pieces with modern elements gives her the edge to create distinctive spaces that truly make a statement. Hey, Candace. Hi. Hey. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I think interior designers are so interesting. Like... <laughs> the way that your mind has to work to literally look at a space and be like, this should go here and X, Y, and Z is just so cool to me. But yeah, so let's just hop right in. So my first question for you is what inspired you to get into interior design? Um, You know what? That's a question. I feel like I was almost sort of like forced into it mm -hmm. uh, from a very young age. Like I loved rearranging furniture. I loved... um like even decorating my bedroom really creative and how do we make this feel homey and magical and um so it's something that's always sort of been in me and I kind of uh I think suppressed it for a while because I didn't I don't know if I I didn't realize that it could be something that I could turn into a business okay um so you know I think I went down a couple different paths um and ultimately, I, you know, kind of like what you said in the bio, I moved to Chicago, took a chance on myself, was basically hustling, like working a bunch of other jobs, basically, you know, begging people to like give me experience and like let me intern, give me a chance. Mm -hmm. um, so there was one company in Chicago that kind of gave me an in and threw me in, uh, which was kind of scary at the time, but uh, now I'm thankful for it. Um, okay. And uh yeah. So, I mean, that I think that experience alone really catapulted and kind of let me know, like, this is what you should be doing and this is where your passion is. And, uh, yeah, from there, it just kind of continued to blossom. I kept just taking chances on myself and it, I knew that that was where I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to be doing. So did you go to school for something design related or was it literally something you just kind of woke up and were like, no. So this. I actually went to school for sociology, okay. which I do feel like kind of comes in handy sometimes okay. with dealing with clients. <laughs> um, but I did um, take some design courses in Chicago. I took some design courses while I was in Berkeley um, when I was living in California and um, just really like lots of experience, lots of shadowing, lots of interning. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really, I think, where I gained most of my knowledge was just sort of being thrown into it and given yeah. those opportunities. I feel like that's usually how it works. So like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of technical things that I think like the courses were really great for. But um, 
I I really think the bulk of what I learned and how to fine tune this like creative styling that I have in my head was mm-hmm. from, you know, working from people who had done it better and done it, you know, for a long time. And um, so that was really important for me. Yeah. So you've been in Chicago and you've been in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I know you also do some work, you know, outside of Michigan, too. But would you say that the design styles or trends that you see in Michigan are different from the ones that you saw in Chicago and California? Um, You know, I, I kind of feel like Chicago and Michigan feel aligned. Okay. There, there's something a little bit different about the West Coast, which... um. I feel like kind of like beachy, modern, um, Scandinavian is like very, um, very common in California. But I also kind of see an influx of that happening here, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- I think the thing that probably that I see, like, remember the most about California is it being just kind of um, clean, minimal, like white line, you know, and, okay. I, and I do and I do see that happening here, too. Yeah. But that was sort of I kind of like where that sort of trend like kind of started, I feel. Yeah, I think that. Well, when I see pictures of I feel like different staging and stuff, it's mm-hmm. a lot of, like you said, minimal stuff like white walls and yeah. really big open windows. And then the certain color of like the laminate or hardwood flooring. Like I feel like that is with maybe like a, a slight pop of color. Right. Like a blue or. That's like I'm, my pretty much my aesthetic. OK. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really pretty. I like it, though, because I feel like it makes the spaces look more open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for staging. So. Staging is one thing because really when you're staging, I almost have to turn off that, you know, super designy, you know, and say, how do we draw the most attention from these photos? How do we get the most interest? How is this going to appeal to the masses? So what I really try to do is still bring in that design style to help make my staging properties kind of stand out so they don't feel necessarily staged. Right. Um, But also you don't want it to feel you know, is if you're working with a design client who wants, you know, bold wallpaper, you know, crazy chandeliers mm-hmm. and that kinds of things. Um, so it, it's, it's interesting because it kind of, I think that's the thing that I love about, um, my company is that I love being able to do both. I love being, it kind of helps kind of balance, I think, both sides out, right? Like from the staging perspective and then also from the design. Uh, perspective as well. So since you just mentioned your company, Mm -hmm. um, could you talk a little bit more about how you started it and then the services that you offer? Because I feel like there's a lot of aspects to interior design Mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't know about. Sure. Yeah. Um, So I am a newbie. So my company is like a year and two months old, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, I basically I move we moved back from California to start I really wanted to start this business here I one I wanted to be closer to my family um in Lansing and Mm -hmm. also too I just I don't know I just love Detroit like I love the hustle Mm -hmm. I love and it just especially from the staging standpoint there there didn't really seem to be anything that I found that was kind of really trying to sell real estate through design um there's some really great staging companies here in Detroit but I wanted to do a hybrid and I don't know. I think that when you're selling your home, I think you owe it to your clients to present their home in the yeah. best way possible. Um, so, I mean, that that's why this company is my baby. And, uh, you know, so 
that's that's how I started it. Basically came back um, networking, coffee chats, following up, you know, social media has been amazing for mm-hmm. me. I've met a lot of people, a lot of clients, a lot of leads. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that has been a really great platform. And just from there, it kind of snowballed. Um, I'd work with one agent, they refer me, you know, keep working with me. Mm-hmm. And, um, so the, it's interesting you asked about the services. Cause that's still, I mean, I'm transparent about being a new company and like, Still figuring out what works for me. Right. Um, but the, for on the staging side, the one thing that I found has been a really great intro is doing a consultation, which is something that I don't know if, you know, people really know that I do that, but I will go into a property and basically, you know, say, this is what you need to do. These okay. are the changes that you need to make. This is with what you have. Right. And give you this detailed write up of, um, you know, Within 48 hours saying these are the things that, you know, will add the most value to your property. Okay. And that's a, you know, really affordable service. I mean, that one is, I think, $250, you know, starting out depending on the square footage. Okay. And you basically have the tools to do what you need to do to get your property ready mm-hmm. for the market. Um, and then we also do full staging. So we have a warehouse and we will come in and we will handle the design, the floor plan, uh, set up all the furniture. And then once it sells, you know, pick everything up. Um, Oftentimes people want to buy the items, which is totally fine. Okay. Um, so, you know, we'll sell that furniture as well. And on the design aspect, um, we offer e-design, which is, it's a little bit uh, less of a hands-on approach. So we'll come into your property and say, hey, you know, um, this is what you can do. Here's a shopping list. We'll do a rendering. Okay. And the, you know, that gives the client the opportunity to source those items on their own as they want. I mean, the thing about like state uh, furnishing a house is that it's really expensive. And I think that it's kind of, you know, Pinterest and HGTV has made it feel like it's this really like easy thing to do and in a weekend (laughs) you can have this magical space with like you know not a lot of money and like that's just not the case yeah currently going (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't be hard on yourself that's what i like you know tell people i'm like that's not real Mm -hmm. and like at least with like the e-design if you don't want to buy everything up front or if you don't want to pay us you know or pay me the hourly fee to do it you can go back and divert to that whenever you're ready and you can piece it together um so, and then the other thing that we offer, which is the most common, is the full design. So we will do everything, measurements, photos, design plan, mm-hmm. ordering, installation, um, and that's an hourly an hourly fee. So there really is sort of something for everybody, I right. think, on both aspects. The staging, if you don't want to do a full stage, mm-hmm. you know, we also, also offer partial stages okay. from the notes to the, you know, I, that's the one thing I didn't want. I didn't want to, you know, not be able to include and I didn't want to knock anybody out of like who my client could be. Right. Right. So I wanted it to feel like whoever you are, whatever you are, there's some way that we can work together. Okay. And then with the furniture, because I know you said you'll, you know, once the house sells, you take it away. We do. Because <laughs> I always wondered that. I was like, I wonder if, you know, when this furniture is in there, like it's, it's in there. Yeah. Is that how it is like on HGTV when they stage the no. homes? Okay. No, don't let that fool around. Okay. No, no. <laughs> it's not. I mean, again, it is something that it's pretty common that people will say, Hey, we love the dining room. You know, can we buy, you know, X, Y, and Z? Sure. But, um, 
there are some companies, it's very, very rare. I feel like I've heard of companies in like LA and New York where they say like, this all comes with the house, okay. but you're going to see that reflected in the sale price. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's, it comes back unless, you know, somebody wants to purchase and it. And then you use it again yep. for, okay. It's basically, that's kind of how staging works. Like though, that is my assets, okay. right? So that's how we make our money is mm-hmm. investing in that furniture, um, you know, and, and re, and reusing it. Do so. you partner with like local furniture companies or do you have some um kind of national or international ones that you really are attracted to and that you prefer to work with? Um that's a great question because I I have not really yet to partner with any local furniture companies, but that is something that I want to do. Um there's a really great company here, um Floyd Detroit. Oh yeah. Um you know, I I want to do the stagings in a creative way where mm-hmm. we are using local people. Um, I really love using local art. There was a really great piece um, in this last project I did in a house in West Village. Um, and, you know, it was the artist happened to be my friend. She's local. And, you know, it was this amazing p- picture of Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. And I really want to, you know, as I continue to grow to make each project special, use local pieces, source local art. Um, you know, in the meantime, I... A lot of I do a lot of wholesale stuff, okay. Um, just because it's just makes the most sense, and um, you know, there's also companies too that I use that everybody has access to. Like I love Wayfair, Same. you know. <laughs> I love I love Blue Dot. I love Target. I love West Elm, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, I try and mix, I, and I also do a lot of estate sales. Okay, that is like the key i feel like if i like am driving and i see a sign i literally will make a u like in the middle <laughs> need to make a stop okay. um there's just some really great one of a kind pieces and yeah. the one thing i've noticed from going to estate sales and garage sales and stuff between like detroit to chicago to san francisco is that um there's just more here mm-hmm. and it's not inflated yet and there's better inventory i mean the kind of stuff that i feel like i find at these garage sales is stuff that like in san francisco would be in some like bougie you know shop and like hipster whatever mm-hmm. and you know marked up three times okay so really i encourage people you know just i know it can be overwhelming if you don't know what you're looking for but right. if you see something it's not expensive take a chance on it yeah. you know like just just do it mm-hmm. so I've probably given Wayfair um, thousands of dollars. Oh my god, girl! I'm like it's at the platinum. So <laughs> bad. I'm not. They keep asking me like, "Do you want the credit card?" No, no leave me alone. Because <laughs> if I get it, I will never be off of this website. Like no. I know they make it really easy. And then yeah. the other thing about Wayfair too is that like their customer service is really good, and yes. that's hard to find. Yep. Um. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And the stuff ships so quickly. Like literally, yes. you can order it on Monday and you will have it by Wednesday. Right. Like, come on now. <laughs> You're like how. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're walking into a space mm-hmm. and it's completely empty mm-hmm. and your client is tasking you with like to transform it, basically, what inspires you or how do you make the decision to decide what goes where? Uh, well, one, the usually when I well, not usually when I sit down or I do an, in, you know, introduction new space. Um, the most important part of that whole component is getting to know the client first. Okay. Um, so, you know, what is their aesthetic? What do they, do they like to host? You know, do they have kids? Do they, you know, taking all of those things into account. Um, and that is sort of the starting, you know, the groundwork for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, you know, floor plans, that's a little bit trickier. I mean, I think that is more of a, you know, logistics thing. We take measurements, play with some things, see what works best. Um, but as far as the inspiration, I mean, I think it's the home. I feel like I, when I walk into a home, I get a different feel mm-hmm. or a different direction, you know, for, for every space. So, I mean, I know it sounds like a little like hocusy, hocus pocusy, <laughs> but seriously, like I, get inspired by every home and I kind of listen to what the house tells me okay. who um, and for staging, you know, who is the buyer? Who is the demographic? Who is this, you know, single family? Is this transitional? Mm-hmm. Is this a cool, you know, hipster? Like, you know, all of that. I take all of that into account and who the client is and who, what they want and what, you know, what works for them. Okay. And when you're staging, um, I know we kind of talked about like the, white colored walls and Mm -hmm. the pops of color. Do you normally try to stick to that color scheme or do you switch it up? Um, For staging, I usually, I try to go neutral for the most part. Um, I know that gray walls are like, you know, people are over it. It's boring. It's been done. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is one of those things. I always say with paint, like money, you know, paint is money in a can. Okay. And so, the less the buyer has to, um, you know, envision themselves doing when they walk into the property, the better, right? So that's the whole point of staging. That's the whole point of, you know, painting and doing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I overall, I have a couple go-tos that I, um, for staging that I'll use that are probably more on the neutral end. Okay. Um, but for with design, I like when clients are like, let's go bold. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of like in my soul. Like that's yeah. why I'm like, let's do something fun. Let's do something funky. Um, but. Yeah, for staging is a little bit different. Right. Because you can build in color and pops, kind of like what you said earlier mm-hmm. with um, furniture and art and things like that. Right. So it's just better to have the neutral. That makes sense, though, because you never know who's looking on you like just realtor never know. or what Zillow. You know, like you love this yellow wall and this yellow wall is amazing. But like, you know, the person who really loves this house hates this yellow room. And right. that's money to them that they're going to have to repaint it. Yeah, And there's true. already like a check on the list of something that they don't love about the home. So that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. What do you find to be most challenging about designing a home or a space? Oh, that's a good question. Um, challenge. Okay. So I think sometimes they're just challenging homes in general. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I think it can be, be challenging when um, people don't have realistic budgets. Okay. And I think you can design a home on a creative budget. I think that there, you know, you can, whatever your budget is, you can make it work. But um, again, going back to like some of the misleading, like HGTV and things like that, I think, um, you know, really kind of setting yourself up for success is saying, this is my budget, this is realistic, and this is what we can get. Um, I find it challenging when, you know, people want a full redesign for, you know, what you could barely get a living room for. Okay. Um, and that often too, I mean, it, it kind of creates this point of contention because, you know, it's more, you're then paying the, you know, hourly more because you're sourcing, you're digging for mm-hmm. things that are really, really inexpensive and often don't exist and sometimes compromise the design. Okay. Um, so I, and I don't say that to discourage anyone with like, you know, a, like a low budget for designing. I just say, just take your time. Like you don't need to have 
design an entire house on this budget, you know, wait until you can continue to build. And that way it doesn't, it feels more special. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say budget's one of those things that comes up a lot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as I far know. as being somewhat challenging. Yeah. Somebody, that was actually one of our listener questions. Um, she described herself as um, having champagne taste with the beer budget. I mean, and so she's like, what can I do? I'm the, listen, yeah. I would, I, I totally get it, you know, and that's, that's, that's something too. like, you know, then options for that are like upcycling, right? Like mm-hmm. going back to that garage sale point, you know, just you have to put more work in, um, you know, to get that sort of champagne style with that budget. Yeah. You have to dig a lot more or, you know, like I say, just I know people just want it done. Mm-hmm. But I I've I've done this before, too, in the past where I just I don't like to live in a space that feels unfinished. So yeah. I have bought things and then I'm like, you know what? That doesn't really feel like me. And that doesn't right. feel right. And I just rushed and did it. Yeah. So it felt completed. But then I ended up, you know, changing it out anyways. Cause later when, you know, when I realized like that is compromising yeah. like, the feel that I want for the space. Mm-hmm. So just take it, you know, people take their time. I yeah. Just, my walls are still pretty bare right now. I did finally, my brother came and painted for me. So I'm okay. like, okay, we got that done. I've been in my place since September. Yeah, September. Okay, but and, that's that's exciting. Right. No, yes, thank you. Um, but yeah, some days I'm like, oh, why is it not how I want it to be? But then I'm like, girl, what money do you have? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, also too, you're busy, you mm-hmm. know, that and that's another thing too. I think people hire designers is because even people who have a good eye and you know, there's so many resources now with Pinterest and everything else. It's just because you want to get it done, yep. you know, and you want to see it through and you want to trust, you know, you want the urns to be on that person that they're doing it right. Mm-hmm. And that is just, you know, if you would have had a designer. Right. Be. <laughs> it would have been done by now. But it's OK. I'm enjoying. You'll get there, though. Yeah. You know, you're enjoying your new space. And yeah. I think sometimes you have to live in a space and let it tell you, let the home tell you what it needs. Yep. You know, what picture you want on that wall. Yeah. Like, Instead of just, I like that. Let me just throw that up there. Yeah, because I had some stuff that I had, like, bought previously. And then, I, like, some vases that I just posted on my Instagram today. I'm like, do I even want these anymore? I don't know. See, that's what happens because you see so much stuff. I mean, I, I will do that, too. I'll, like, go back to my, like, first Pinterest board. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Was like, that? really? What, that's really? what you What was I going to do with that? Yeah, like, like I have these, like, and this is so small and stupid. But, like, these blue towels. And I had this, like, vision in my mind. Like, my bathroom is going to be, like, tan and, like, with these little hints uh-huh. of, like, blue and stuff. And now I hate, like, I'm like, I want to <laughs> donate these towels. And I just want all, like, beige and just cream. Do- like, yeah. but I'm like, girl, it's just a towel. Relax. That Okay, so that's a good point, too. Accessories. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest thing that you can do to make your space feel um, new. Yeah. It's inexpensive. You know, like, new lamps. Mm-hmm. I'm like... A lamp queen. Okay. I feel like lamps and pillows mm-hmm. and rugs can like transform a space. Yeah. So if you're ever just bored with what you feel like you want to switch it up at spring or you want something different. I mean, those are really small things that you can do to make it feel like a new space. Yeah. I like pillows. Not too. to start all the way over. Right. You know? Right. You don't need to go repaint. And- right. Or buy a new <laughs> sofa. You've already invested, you know, whatever. And so. Yeah. That makes sense. So what are some interior design trends that you're loving right now and then some that you're not too fond of? Mm. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I'm really loving the 
like pastel mm-hmm. trend that I'm seeing. Um, I know they call it like millennial pink. Oh, yeah. I'm still not over it. Mm-hmm. Um, Me either. You know, and the subtle greens. And I've always been a brass person. Um, so I I don't know. I I like – there's a lot of furniture now, too, I feel like, where um, the design, the shape. We're seeing like really interesting you know, chairs mm-hmm. and round. I'm loving the curves. There's a lot of curvature um, that's on trend right now in furniture, and I, I really love that. Okay. Um I think the thing that I'm obviously over gray walls. I've yeah. been over gray walls. But um I the farmhouse trend. I feel okay. bad saying that. I I I not to say that I don't love farmhouses, mm-hmm. but you know, the like the really, really rustic yep. kind of I know what you mean. I think it works for it's just you know, yeah. it's not if that's what you're looking for, it might not be your girl. <laughs> <laughs> when I watch um, Fixer Upper, uh huh, and I love Joanna Gang. I, I think know, she's I like love them. Very talented. They're amazing. But she has she has an, a niche market. That's she her does. Thing. But you know what? I I still love. You mm-hmm. know, I love their target line. Yeah. I love I love taking pieces of what they do mm-hmm. and you know marrying it with a more modern yep. feel. Yeah. Um, but as a whole, it gets very, yeah, a lot. It can. But like you said, I do like some of her pieces because when I do go to Target, and I'm going to go to Target after this, but, (laughs) um, I'm always just looking and I'm, so I'm going to return something. So just, yeah, that's how it starts. I know. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I'll see like some of the pieces and I'm like, oh, I feel like I could do that. Like in my bathroom, my bathroom is wooden. Mm-hmm. And I didn't shoot. It was like this when I got my place. But I'm always like, so when I walked in, I was like, I want to redo this whole thing. But again, going back to the budget thing. So yeah. I was like, well, how can I make this work for what a year until I have the money to do it how I want to? So a lot of her stuff that she has in there, I feel like would pair nicely yeah. in my bathroom. So and I, they're they're really great. I mean, I I'm doing a shiplap shiplap wall. Mm-hmm. Um actually next week in a client's house. Um I never I'm not a shiplap person yeah. and I I literally have a hard time saying it. I'm like it's a wood wall, it's not a shiplap wall. Right. Like let's call it spade a spade. <laughs> it's a shiplap wall. But um I in this house, every you know, this client's house, it's a condo in Royal Oak. You know, we're going really modern I don't know, like restoration hardware meets saloon kind of okay. CB2 feel. And um, we're doing a really cool black shiplap wall mm. um, with a flat paint. So it has more of that like modern element. And okay. I'll, I'm going to post on my Instagram too okay, so you good. can kind of see the process. But uh, I never thought I would be recommending shiplap walls for climb. But I think I think this is going to be – it's going to look really cool. And we're cool. doing modern fixtures. So, again, it's like balancing the – the you know, doing two really kind of modern industrial sconces, mm-hmm. you know, with, with that wall. I think it'll be a nice – it'll be a nice mix. So I'm not hating on, right. you know, the – there's still <laughs> some elements about it that I yeah. like. But if you had to choose, that yes. just wouldn't be your thing. Yes. Got you. So we're going to go into some listener questions. The first one is from Dark Skint Daria from Twitter. Um, and she was the person that had the question about the champagne tastes with beer budget. But she also had another question, mm-hmm. which is, what are some home organization tips that are still stylish? Hmm. Oh, my gosh. If we're being honest, that's something I need to work on, too. Girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm kind of on this, you know, Maria. How do you say it? Maria Kondo? Con- oh, Marie Kondo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. 
if you don't need it, get get rid of it, mm-hmm. you know? And if you do have a lot of things, I mean, I love decorating and styling with coffee table books. Stack them up. Make them feel part of, you know, the design. Yeah. Um, what else are some really good uh, organizational – you know, there's a lot of really great furniture now, too, that has all these hidden compartments. There's yeah. coffee tables with drawers and, um, you know – there's also too. I mean, sh- shelf styling is really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, if you have pieces that you know are not just papers and things like that, you know, make implement those, use those, put those on your shelf, take a shelfie, you know, like do the whole, um, in- include those things. Yeah, you know. But if you don't, if you don't need it, if you haven't used it, I say in like you know, a few months, just just get rid of it. That's so hard. It is so hard. <laughs> I'm literally like telling you things that I don't do. <laughs> Like everyone has that catch all drawer, you know, mm-hmm. where it's just like, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's hard, but yeah. When I, I found, I found that when I finally make the commitment to get rid of those things, I'm like, see, you weren't going to, like, I don't miss it. It's mm-hmm. just the pulling the trigger of like actually doing, doing it. it. Um, yeah. It's just, <laughs> I, I know. told myself, like, I'm never going to have a junk drawer. And I kind of don't, but that just causes me to leave, like, stuff just anywhere right like on the counter why do you have like six because you refuse to start because i refuse to start (laughs) the drawer leave it out this doesn't count (laughs) but yeah it organization is hard it is hard and um i think books like i said bookshelves are super Mm -hmm. popular any sort of contraption where you can you know tables uh coffee you know let lift up and have component compartments that you can put stuff in yeah there's a lot of really great options i like those sectional couches with the um the chases that yeah that lift up that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like those. Um, hey, Christenda from Instagram says, "How can you make your space homey without having a bunch of stuff?" Mm, that's a good question. Um, well, I think for me, you know, I like using. I don't like. I agree. I don't like a space to feel cluttered, but mm-hmm. that is something I will say that I am really passionate about. It's like. Not making a space look sh- look showroomy, but okay. elegant but cozy. Invite you know, inviting but still like, um, I don't know, finished for lack of a better term. But uh, you know, pillows and throw blankets and um, you know, bigger scaled items. I think when people have lots of smaller pieces and tchotchkes and things like that, you know, it tends to feel cluttered and and messy. I mean, I think if you have those bigger things like a nice scale lamp or a big piece of art, you know, just having, like I said, a few of those things like a couple throws, you know, um, throw pillows. Those are the things, you know, a nice candle. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that make your space feel finished. You know, something that represents you, a coffee table book that you love, you know, or, you know, a picture book that you love. So those are all things that still make a space feel inviting without it, you know, feeling too you know, there's this over here and this over here. Um, my favorite thing, though, is plants. I, I think plants just transform Real a space. or artificial. So for staging... I use artificial, okay. but good artificials, like ones that you're like, is that real or is right. that not real? But, um, you know, in your home, I think real because they breathe life into your space. Mm-hmm. And there's so many low maintenance plants. Um, I am a new plant mom. Oh, and <laughs> it's rough. It's so difficult i just know i they're like little the little cactus plant yeah and so one of my friends was like 
she's a plant queen and she's like don't water it that much like get a spray bottle but i haven't mm-hmm. gotten a spray bottle yet but i've been using like just regular like water or whatever but i went to water one of them today and i noticed one of the leaves fell off so i was like oh no <laughs> am i, know, I killing it's hard because it? then it's like you go to one it's like too much water not enough water yeah talk to it put it in the left corner put right it in the, it's like really overwhelming i mean i've even tried i don't know if you see like the fiddle the mm-hmm. figs, which are so, were so trendy. and Yeah. Okay. So I just feel bad for all those plants all over the world that have probably just died off somebody like mm-hmm. seeing a Pinterest <laughs> thing. Like, that's the one. Right. Um, because they're really finicky and they're really hard to take care of. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think stick to what you like, you know, um, palms are super easy, low maintenance, um, uh, succulents, things like that that are, green and pretty and but it doesn't require a ton of ma- uh, maintenance um but i always say like if you feel like something is missing in your space where you're like it just feels cold or it feels mm-hmm. you know that corner feels add a plant and okay. if and they're also too and if you don't want to do a real plant because you just know no matter what is not going to survive die. yeah there are some really great options for um you know for fake plants out there too so i'm gonna try these little succulents that i have right now and i'm gonna give it like two months well, I'll give it till the end of the summer. If they're not growing, you got this. Then it, we're done, though. You're we're back. done. <laughs> back to the artificial ones. Um, Taylor Harrell from Instagram wants to know. Uh, she has two questions. Her first one is: Is wallpaper out of style? And if not, where do you recommend it goes? Do you think it should be on the wall? Do you think? You know, she should do some decorative mm. things with maybe like a chest drawer or something. So I love wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think wallpaper is out of style. I think wallpaper is a timeless thing. I think the thing that, you know, becomes out of style is maybe like the pattern or, um, you know, but t- wallpaper as a whole is like, no, I love wall coverings. Okay. I think that they're super fun um, and they add a lot of personality. Going back to that question, mm-hmm. how do we make a place spaceful, cozy, things like that. Okay. Um, just adding a little personality. Um, you know, I think what well, you can put wallpaper wherever feels best i mean i we have ours in our dining room um i think powder bathrooms are a really fun place Mm -hmm. to do wallpaper because you can go really bold it's a small space um and yes to also you know doing it on the chest or if if it's a pattern that you're not super in love with or you're not sure that you want to commit to you know maybe try it on a piece of furniture or a really small space as opposed to you know, a big space that's going to be really labor intensive as far as like putting up and then you hate it and then taking it down. And, um, and there's also some really great removable wallpaper options. Mm -hmm. Etsy has a ton. Um, I like using Etsy for wallpaper and all sorts of kind of like indie stuff like that. Do you have any other, um, places where you recommend people get wallpaper from aside from Etsy? Um, let's see. It really depends on what um, what type of wallpaper you're looking for. Okay. Um, you know, also, too, like Sherwin-Williams, mm-hmm. they have, you know, just if you see one in your neighborhood, stop in there. They've got a million options and they've got books. You can actually see samples. Okay. Um, you know, I love them. I... It really, it really just depends. I mean, there's a company in London that I love, which is like House of Hackney. They make mm-hmm. some really cool stuff. Um, you know, going back to Wayfair, um, Brown, Graham and Brown is a really great wallpaper company. Okay. Um, there's, there's lots of options. I think there's even like, I mean, wallpaper.com, which okay. everybody is sort of pulling from the same 
places. places. So you'll you'll see, you'll get, you know, you'll get options on there that you're probably going to get, whether you go into like a high end mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever you're you're looking for. And then her second question is, do dark floors and light color walls make the rooms appear bigger or smaller? Hmm. Uh, I would say bigger. Okay. I think, I, you know, that's one of those questions I kind of have to like see the space. See the space. But um, I th- overall, if you're doing, I would recommend if you have dark floors, you would definitely want to do, um, you know, brighter walls. Okay. But it really just depends. I mean, that's the thing about it's like there's no rules. right answer mm-hmm. for that. Um, there's no rules. And then my BFF Bailey, um, her question is, what are some tips? that you would give someone that wants to get into the interior design industry? Okay. Um, well, some tips would be to, uh, one, trust your gut and, um, you know, talk to people. Talk to people who are in the industry. You know, reach out. I know people are busy. I mean, I feel like when I was first trying to do this, trying to reach out to people and, like, mm-hmm. have caught, you know, be like, oh, I'll get back to you. And it's like, okay. you don't hear anything. <laughs> right. So, you know, just I, I was pretty relentless. Like, you know, I was really like literally knocking on people's doors mm-hmm. um, and don't get discouraged by the a no or, you know, I had that happen where I really wanted to work for this company and I was fresh out the gate and I was like, I'm going to do this. And they were like, no, you're not ready. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> like I was so heartbroken, you know, but it was like, I, I really went big. I just really went for it. And, you know, I didn't let that keep me down. I basically learned from that. Okay. And, um, you know, again, just talking to people, anybody who would give me a chance. I mean, also too, if you have even just projects like with your friends, sometimes like, do you need some help with your guest bedroom? Do you need whatever, you know, something that you can photograph, something that you can, you know, build up, start to build up a portfolio, no matter how small or big, you know, we literally, everybody started from somewhere. Right. So networking, talking to people, take any opportunities you can um, and, uh, you know, get a, start building up a portfolio, even if it's your room. Mm-hmm. With social media and Instagram and everything, I mean, it's really... That is your portfolio. It is. Like, that is this, like, free, amazing platform that yep. you can, you know, build. Mm-hmm. I agree. That was our last listener question. I just have a few more questions for you. Um, what are some projects that you hope to be able to work on in the future? <clears throat> um, I would love to eventually do maybe, like, a boutique hotel. Um, I am not someone at this point who you know i love um and i love residential design mm-hmm. i'm not like a big commercial design person okay um but i would love to do you know a eight room project or you know a coffee shop or mm-hmm. um you know that feels like those things are kind of aligned with like my soul and my spirit yeah and, like, th- those are the projects that um i eventually plan to you know kind of pursue more and get more involved in and hopefully you know something amazing comes along and yeah, so smaller, smaller commercial projects. Okay. A coffee shop would be cute. Coffee shop would be really cool. I'm actually getting ready to do um, a lobby space for a law office. Oh, nice. So that'll be, uh, um, you know, kind of an intro into mm-hmm. into that world. Um, yeah. So, you know, slowly but surely. Yeah. That's <laughs> cool. Um, what does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? 
Ooh. <laughs> um, I think it means this. I mean, I getting myself out there, connecting with people, connecting with other amazing women. There's so many amazing women here in Detroit doing yeah. such, you know, amazing. I keep saying amazing. I was going <laughs> to swear, but I was like, I don't know if we can swear. Um, doing boss, you know, the boss things. And I, I think it's really inspiring. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's seriously one of those things where it like makes you want to grind harder mm-hmm. and you just see it happening and it's around you. And, um, you know, that's like one of the things I love about Detroit is, people are interested and there's just you know you just you're grinding there's a platform for you and people are excited about what you do and they want to hear about what Mm -hmm. you do and um so i just think it means yeah connecting growing staying inspired being inspiring um you know and living living your truth yeah i agree and lastly, where can people connect with you on social and on the web? So if people are like, I need help <laughs> with design and I just want to look at your work, where can I connect with you? So um, my Instagram is Candice Mary Interiors. Um, and also to one thing I want to say about people are always like, is that Mary? Like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Um, so Mary is my middle name. Okay. And um that was also my grandmother's name, who I feel like I get all of my creative mm-hmm. talent from. Um, so that's where that long name came <laughs> from. You were like emailing, it's like Candace at Candace Mary. It's like, I didn't really think that through when I first started this. But um, yeah, so my website too is uh, CandaceMaryInteriors.com. And from the connect page, you can literally just shoot me a message from there. Um, I'm really good about responding to Instagram messages. Um, I also have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean... There's there's plenty of other. I think my number is on my Instagram. There's a okay. million ways <laughs> to get that in you touch. Can, yeah, get in touch. Well, that's good. Yeah. I like when people are like easily accessible. Yeah, like, I need to talk to you. Um, <laughs> and I know I've said that like plenty of times on this show, but that's just super important to me because I'm like, I hate when you go to somebody's business page and they have no contact information. It's like, wait. Yeah, I know. You're but like, I but need how? to get in touch with you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just want to thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you for having me. This is my first podcast. But you did great. Thank you. You sound like a pro. Oh, wow. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Super fun. Thank you. As always, you guys, just remember that Detroit girls do it better. And we will be back with episode nine. Oh, my gosh. Next week. So thanks for listening. See ya.